a little different today. I thank God for who he is. Truly, truly, truly. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, oh God, we bless you, Father. We glorify you. We lift you up, Lord God. We tell you, thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you're doing. God, I pray now in the name of Jesus, oh God, that we open up our hearts, Father, to ask questions, to hear from you. In the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, we thank you for how you're moving in the midst of us, oh God, because you are almighty. And Father, we thank you, oh God. For your grace, we thank you for your love, we thank you for your joy, we thank you for your unmerited favor. And Father, we bless you now, God, we give your name to praise. Father, we say this prayer in your daughter's son, Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Hallelujah. How's everybody doing on this wonderful evening? Just today, um, we thank God for, we're just going to take a small break with, um, not a small break, but just prayerfully just today. Um, with uh, Reverend Robin, she had to uh, uh, take care of some things. So, but we're grateful because even in that, just asking God, okay, Lord, what are we, what are we doing? Because um, you know, there's some things you know. And I'll be honest with you, because I know what I have prepared is not for now. And I thank the Lord for just saying, for letting me know. No, it's not that. But the one thing that kind of dawned on me was that we have not had a just a general conversation. Um, you know, it could be about what God is doing in your life in this time frame or even what's going on around us today. And how do we deal? How do we cope as being believers of the almighty? Amen. And then because sometimes, you know, just like our wife said today on how God kept her um, from um, from it being worse. You know, and so I bless God because, you know, she called me and says, honey, I was in an accident. Well, wait a minute. I need, are you OK first? <laughs> so, so I need to know, are, are you OK? Because I, I, uh, I felt myself go, ooh, you know, when then she called and said, she uh, was an accident, but I thank God because it was just, it's minor, it's minor, and I thank God that, uh, you know, that he kept um, my family, amen? amen? But just a general question because, you know, we see in this time because there's just so much that's going on around the world, and I'm not saying that I have all the answers, but I have enough, amen? <laughs> amen. I, I don't have them all, but I have enough. Amen. And so um, just general, you know, even even when it comes down to the spiritual gifts and the things that um, that Reverend that Reverend Robert's been teaching on has been so dynamite. Oh, my God. I don't know about you, but that thing has been dynamite because just when you just grab the basis of the spiritual gifts. You know, it's um, it comes to that point to where it's like, okay, God, is it time? Is it time for you to show up and flex, or how do you want to do? Because my heart is in a place to where I'm caring, to where I care for whomever the individual is, but my heart is also in a place to hear from what you got, to, from what you want to do. Amen. So even in that, because sometimes. Sometimes we don't grasp what our heart has to be when it comes down to the spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. And I remember me and, my, me and my wife was having a conversation. Let's go, let's look at, um, let's just go ahead and turn to 1 Corinthians 13. 
I'm not going to go too deep in, into the spiritual gifts because Reverend Robert would be on it. And I don't want to take none from it because I asked, I said, listen, do you just want to pick up or you want me to go on? And, uh, you know, you just let me know. So, like, whatever you choose is fine. Okay, well, <laughs> you can pick up from where you left off. Amen. <laughs> so, but the thing that gets me when we look at 1 Corinthians, at 1 Corinthians 13, it says the one thing that hits me, it says, Charity suffereth long. So my thing is, why are we so impatient when charity suffered long? This is something I had to ask my own self. Why am I so impatient? Because if love suffereth long, that means that I got to have some kind of room for patience. What the scripture tells us, it says, allow who? Patience to have what? Her perfect work. Okay. Let's look at let's look at that. I gotta remember where it's at. Mm. Let's look at that. Give me two seconds. I, I forgot where it's at. Y'all know what I told you. I don't know the Bible like everybody else now. Give me a minute. Um, give me a minute, I'll find it. So when you look at, uh, what's that, James 1, go to uh, James 1, 4. I'm going to show you something real quick. 4. <laughs> look at James 1, 4. It says what? Allow, it says, what it says, but, <laughs> look at this first. Let's, let, you know, let's back it up. Let's look at 2 first. It says, my brother, and it says in verse 2, it says, my brother, do what? Count it all your Count it all joy when you do what? Ye fall into diverse. Diverse temptation. Count it joy when you find yourself in different situations. Mm -hmm. Count it joy. So how, oh my God, how can I count it joy when, Lord, you bless me, but now I got to pay to get my engine fixed. I got to pay to get this car fixed. I got to pay to get this car fixed. I got this and that. How can I enjoy what you have blessed, what you have poured out? Or, God, what you mean counting joy when I got this child running amok, this spouse running amok, all of this chaos going on? How can I count it joy? Yes. Because every downside is always an upside. You have to look on the upside. To every downside, there is an upside. But how can I do that? How can I do that when it seems like every time when I look up, I get dirt thrown on me again? How can I do that? You calm down, take a breather, and then you put up like a five-minute shield to like cover, like to stop the dirt from getting on your face so you can process what's going on. But when I breathe, I inhale the dust from the dirt. I think, too, another thing to consider is... Is perspective. Hmm. Somebody preached that a couple days, a couple Sundays ago. Hey man, right. where's my so teeth? Let me grab my teeth. <laughs> oh Lord. And I know you're just gonna do that on camera, baby. I would have gave you a different one. <laughs> this oh. wife's teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. I'll be honest with you. I think God is good. <laughs> Amen. I, I know. Baby girl, can you? Someone said, I know who I am. Amen. 
Whoa, what you doing? She gonna switch it out. Okay, we gotta switch it. We gotta make it look right. Okay, so I need y'all. I didn't y'all, realize you were gonna put it. Y'all in the don't. Woo, when I tell you my little rasp, go ahead, please. So no, I was just gonna. Say, I know we've been up late, um, and early. I didn't realize. Um, it, it's about perspective, right? When you take your situation, and it's about how you view it. Right. It's either you're gonna trust God or you're not gonna trust God. Mm. And so your perspective in any situation that you have. Now, that might not be the first glimpse, the first thing that you sometimes think about because we're all human. Right. And I think being in flesh, being born into sin, our our perspective initially is negative. Mm. And so you have to change that perspective to ensure that you're truly trusting the word of God and making sure that you're looking into the positive. And looking at what the joy of the outcome could be, and not settling in what you see. So what? So Christmas <laughs> time. But we almost there. I, I went inside of Sam's. It's just like, yo, I'm like, hold up, we'll put lights out. I'm sorry. I know I'm. i really because I got a question. I come back on that one. Um, I'm come back question just for clarity. But we was in Lowe's looking for one thing. Y'all tell me why Pastor TC all this Christmas stuff was like. Oh, they're always they're glowing when we wait to the end. So I want to get always, it now. I was like, I, oh my it's god! Always gone I was like, yo, Thanksgiving ain't here yet. You turn, turn it And so, um, so okay, I, I understand when you say perspective, but tell me, what does that look like? It looks like, for just a prime example today, like I said. It, Got the babies in the car, got Leah, got Buttercup, and literally... That's the dog's was, name, Buttercup. <laughs> it's the dog's name. It was a split second. I looked down, and the car, like, it literally, it hit the... the Curve. The curve, and I lost control of the vehicle. And so, in that split moment, the perspective could have been, oh, my God, I can't believe I had to move this here. Because this dog is riding in the car with us, uh-huh. and I gotta move this and sit it over here to where I normally do it, or I'm blaming Aaliyah because she's not holding the puppy because she's tired because she has to get up early in the morning and get the dog out for training and to use the potty, or I could just settle in. God, I thank you it wasn't worse. Mm. I thank you that the car didn't flip. I thank you that I did regain control of the vehicle. It mm. really is just a different way of looking at the what your situation is. Mm. And that can go back to my point too. Like, this so there's uh, upside and a dark side to it. Like, the upside is we're all still breathing, right? But the uh, bad side is that mom's might be in a room or something like that. But depending on how she look, like how you look at it, like she said, perspective. She said, "Oh, I gotta spend some, some, some mm. day on mm-hmm. these rooms." So, so, so what I'm hearing is it is where one where your thought process is. Is what you are thinking about. So the thing is, because what I've come to understand is that what what a man thinketh in his heart, then so is it. So, oh, oh, that might be the question. You said there's something in the comment. Go ahead. Yeah, they said you have to have faith, and with faith comes patience. Renew your mind. So, but how can hmm? Understanding that you got to have faith, I get that. Don't get me wrong. But how strong must I be in faith 
where it seems like everything I touch crumbles. Check the source. Hmm. At that point, you you have to check the source. But I'm so, being obedient. I'm, so so if you're being obedient and everything that you're touching is crumbling, then you go back to the source. Okay, God, what? What is it that you want me to see in this season? Mm -hmm. What is it that you want me to be able to pay attention to? Because if it's something that is crumbling and it does it every time you touch something, then that means that God is trying to get your attention. And because you you have not halted and listened and heeded to the guidance and the warning previously, he's doing it over and over and over again until you get back to the source. Get back to the source. And the source is Jesus. Go ahead. But that example is in the sense of like if you were something with family and you're married, I mean, earthly would be difficult to do if you're not on the same page with your spouse. Say that one more time. Like if it were something to do with like family or like the household and uh-huh. you're not on one accord with your spouse, it would be a lot more difficult if like trying to do what God told you to do. And that is that. <laughs> That's something. <laughs> and, and, and the, the words, the, what the scripture saying, the child shall lead them. But so, for, so it's so when you're looking at, even when you're looking at uh, married people, there is because I, I got to get back to her. The Lord said, "Don't forget about her." So, <laughs> but when you're looking at married people, and this is why, this is why I say that we have to understand. And this is where I think a lot of people miss it. I feel myself getting ready to head towards the seasons. But because if you're not on one accord, then there is no production. Mm. Lord say no. When you're not on one accord, there is not the same understanding in production. There is a movie, I forgot the dude's name, but it was when uh, the Chinese people built a, um, a car in the U.S. I forgot the name of the movie. But the, the Chinese people was trying to get the Americans to put out a certain amount of production. Well, the management and the workers wasn't on the same page. So because they wasn't on the same page, they could not put out the amount of production that they wanted to put out. But then the moment when things got down, the, the, the American, the guy that everybody looked to, he talked to the man and said, listen, how do you expect for us to do a production when you're not willing to get in it with us? And so what we do in times is that we don't allow God to get in our situation with us. Because we think we can do it by ourselves. Because we feel as though I'm in this mess, yeah. I got to get out. Yeah. Why? Why is that? Because life experiences taught us that when, I, when, when you told me no, when you turned your back on me, when you when you threw me out to die, when you left me hanging high and dry, it's like I gotta put on my I gotta grab my own bootstraps and I gotta move. Life experiences taught us that as we grew up, before we deepened, had the opportunity to deepen our relationship with God. Yeah. So you said earlier, uh-huh. from dirt in your face. Uh uh-huh. I need my teeth closer. You can bring this closer. Go ahead. I'm enjoying this. You said it's all dirt in your face. Uh, How do you breathe when you have dirt in your face? Wow. In your face. Mm. Because as man and as woman, Mm -hmm. we are are so quick to turn 
on that person. Right. Yeah. And say, oh God, no. You be like, uh uh-uh, uh, man, you, I'm going to jack you up. Mm. But then all of a sudden, here comes God mm-hmm. to calm you down. Okay. So, how do you breathe when you have dirt thrown in your face? In your face. How do you breathe? I'm glad you said that. It says, but let patience have her perfect work. Remember, we're talking about love from the beginning in John in, in, in 1 Corinthians 13. So I've had so I had some mud pies in my face, huh? Boo? <laughs> but it was by me truly understanding love and what God was saying. Because with love brings about patience. In order for in order for your faith to be tested, because and there's nothing, there's nothing that would have said. Ooh, I'm like, ooh, you look, I'm just, you look, I just received Christ. You lucky, I just received Christ. Why? Because I could have gone and did any something else to if someone threw it in my face, if the if my job <laughs> threw the dirt on my face, or whatever the case may be, is that I'm trying to get up and you stay trying to bury me. But the thing is that we gotta understand is what what can man do to me. No, I was just thinking. What you was thinking? Just, just thinking. So when you have the dirt thrown in your face, you can do two things, right? What's that? You can choose to hold your breath mm. or turn your head. Because either or, what's going to happen is the dirt is not going to constantly be thrown at your face. It's going to stop at some point. And if you're holding your breath, it gives you just enough time and just enough space to be able to catch your breath to get to the next mm. that the next thing that you need to be able to do yeah, yeah. to catch to catch your next win, if you will. The Holy Ghost just said, if the dirt is thrown in your face, then all you got to do is bow. Yeah, but you're bowing to the Almighty. Why? Because He is the one that has the power to lift you up. And it causes hum- humility. So when you said bow, because I wouldn't finish, but I'm sorry. thank you, Holy Spirit. You said, you said <laughs> but it, it definitely goes to, because you have to think about in every situation, even though I have not conquered the love thing, mm. God has matured me enough Mature. for me to step back to say, okay, God, what are you doing? But is, is that a battle when you step back? Is, is that it a, a battle? Is it a battle? Oh, absolutely. It? It's absolutely a battle because 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 I'm flesh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when that comes, I'm like, they did what? What? How, how dare them? And then you go through the, the thought process of you being human <laughs> and you being hurt. <laughs> no, you didn't. And you being going, you know, going through all those different emotions. Amen. And then once I'm done with I'm done. <laughs> And then I'm like, okay, God, why? Why you let them do this? Or why why did this happen? And as you spend that time with him, he'll show you why. But what does that in that why? And see, I was it was funny because I was just telling Massey that I, someone overheard my conversation saying, you shouldn't ask God why. And my, my response was, why not? I always ask God why. Because, oh, because if I don't ask God why, I'll never know. It's a, I think for me, it's a, 
It's not that I'm challenging God. It's not, but it's not it's in a conversation, right? So that I can better understand, right? What He wants me to do in and, this season and what this preparation was for, right? Right. So I always question God. I don't. It's I not don't not that, that you're questioning God. You're Why just a question, right? But what I'm saying is not that you're questioning God. Like you know, questioning God I'm not is challenging sad. God, but I am questioning God. Yeah. And it's my thing is because, and it's like I was saying to Max, when Jesus said, if it be your will, let this cup pass. As I look at scripture, Jesus, you knew what you was coming down here for. So why ask, why make the statement if you did not have a why? Because here it is, I'm, I'm walking around, I spent 30 years with these people. Just watching while I'm building. Come on here, Lord. But then I spent three years ministering to these people. And how come the ones that follow me the closest still didn't have faith? Because they believe that everything that he was doing, he could do it. We, we, we can sit back. But I've been telling you that I choose you. Because they wasn't true leaders. Might not have been. like people in the church now. Uh huh. How many people are in the church and they look and they reverence the pastor instead of having their own relationship with God? Come on, it's the communication. Yeah, But it's it's so it's so key. And this is where when we look at going back to going back to the going back to the love and the and the having the patience. When you look at Saint John, Saint John. When you look at James. Where well, I'm at three, it says, knowing this, it says, my brother, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. But he, he says, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Mm -hmm. The trying, remember, even though dirt has been dirt has been thrown on your face, things that are going are happening are not may not be happening the way the way that you're hoping. Because one thing is that we kind of forget that our faith is tested. Why why our faith can't be tested? But when you look at it, what was the one thing that Jesus kept saying to the disciples? Oh, ye of little faith. Yeah. So it's like, but then he says. Great are, great are your works because you've seen, but greater are their works who have not seen. So how can God not test your faith? Because you're not the only one going through what you're going through. You're not the only one on top of the mountain. You're not the only one. But then we get to the perspective of it. So then when we look at, it says, look, faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work. I've been trying to understand why is it her? Why patience can be a him? Because her is amazing. Huh? <laughs> because her is amazing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. So, <laughs> okay. So this might sound a bit weird, but the way that I think of it. So a man and a woman that produces, right? Come on, boo. So him, whenever him is reflecting Come on, boo. Bible, yes. Man or flesh. Come on. So 
if man like meets patient, uh -huh. then like that would like produce like a good. I don't know how to put it, but like produce a good result. I guess. Come on, preacher. I'm listening. I ain't gonna say that too early. Come on, no, because she's so on it. With your faith, then the him mixed with the patience of her, it, it produces. The seed you put in the ground is the him. The nutrients from Mother Earth brings about the production of the seed that you just planted. So if you put your faith in patience, come on here, Jesus. If you put your faith in patience, it's going to bring about something. Because <laughs> then look at what it says in the rest of verse 4. Perfect work that you may be what? Perfect in time. Perfect in all of that. Perfect. Meaning what? Perfect in the way that God sees you. Not the way you see yourself. See what I'm saying? Because there's no man perfect. Why there's no man perfect? You know what? That is so hard to do. What's that? To look at yourself how God looks at you say what that is so hard to do why so hard to do <laughs> how God looks at you uh, you're looking through your natural eyes right 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 okay and you're saying God why me hmm why not you what go ahead you know, you know <laughs> why I'm going through this right Ooh, come on man you know so 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 how how can you tell the difference when God is looking at you, but you can't see how God is looking at you. But the thing is, he's already told you who you are. He says, you are above, come on, I'm talking to myself now. <laughs> he says, you are above only and never believe. He says, you are the lender and not the borrower. He says that you are the first, not the last. He breaks it. This is what he said. But when we look at the, when we look at ourselves in the mirror, why do we see defeat first before we see that we are winning? Why do we see all the negativity first before we see the vict the victories? It's because of life. Like I was reading Woman Evolve, and one of the things that stuck to me the most was. When um, Sarah Jakes mentioned that the serpent wasn't necessarily after her just to get to the fruit. Get in there. Come on. The Be serpent there. was after her to take her belief of what God had destined for her life. Go to Genesis 2. Genesis and so the time. moment that the serpent comes and he does that. So the enemy, he'll do that throughout your life. He'll come and he'll put you in situations. You'll be in certain things will happen to you in your life. Right. And then as a result of those things happening, then you question God's design, uh, his design for your life, uh -huh. his, his design for your life. Right. Everything that he equipped you for to do. He did that in the womb. Ah, or did, he so, do it, did he do it in the womb? Or did, he, or, or did he do it when he said, let there be? He did it when he said, let there be. Come on. But he reminded us that he knew us in the womb. Right, right. And so what happens is as, as we're born, right, life is great. Like we had this conversation about with baby girl recently. Really? Life is great. She right. was, she saw life as rainbows, butterflies, and sunshine. sunshine. Like yes. that was it. 
And then all of a sudden, one day something changed. Right. It changed when she saw and heard of a man being killed on national TV by a police officer who took his life just because he was a black man. Right. With a $20 counterfeit bill. Right. That changed her perspective of life. No, I think it was before then, but go ahead. Well, that's... It was before this. So I got you. But when we had the conversation, that was what she was saying. Right. So in life, certain things happen because we're abused, because, you know, somebody said something about us that we bought into. Right. That was never designed what God had and how he created us. Right. We buy into all these things. What you say? We do what? We buy into all these things. And we as a result, then we start to question, well, God, I don't see you how you made me. Mm. I don't so, see you how you see me. So why do we buy in to a to a counterfeit? Because of what the situation in life has thrown at us. But why? Because, because of see, doubt. Huh? Because of doubt and unbelief. That's where that is. Yeah, it's that's, because of doubt so, and unbelief. So, so on, look at on, this. Hold on. So I, I wanna I wanna catch some of the things on the online. So it says, um, this is to your question before. It said, um, because society has taught us different, man has taught us what we are worth in man form. And then another comment was not what you're called, but what you answer, to. What you answer to. So my so my thing is <laughs> so hold on, read that first comment for me. The one I said first. Yeah, the one I answered the first the question. Because society has taught us different, man has taught us what we are worth in man form. So my so are we do we take and this is this where we're coming from? Do we take society's teaching over God's teaching? Because we see society. That's our first. That's our first coming from a uh, coming from a human uh, uh, eyesight. And okay, that's what we see. You know, then oh. That's what we see because of human eyes. Uh huh. Then after that, we'll say, "Hold on, that's not right." Yeah. Then we'll try to look through God's eye through that situation. Okay. Okay. And I, and I think that too is important because we do when we don't have a relationship with God, we will see ourselves even when we do have a relationship with God. If because we're not staying before Him, if we're not staying before Him, because what we'll see in society is. And it's not so much as, I'll call it a couple of different societies, but you got a church society right. and you got a world society. Okay. Then you got the kingdom society. Come on now. And so when you're looking at things not in the kingdom society because you're not laying before him, it's easy to get caught up in the church society. Uh huh. And, and then you're thinking that you're still doing all those things that you're supposed to do. But then in reality, it's religion. And tradition uh -huh. and the form of godliness. Okay. And then you see on the kingdom in the worldly side, well, they're doing this and they're doing that, and they're still being blessed. So God, where do like where what am I doing? And then you have to make sure that you're leaning on the kingdom society uh -huh. because there you truly, truly understand that I don't have to look like the church and I don't have to look like the world. world right. But I can truly embrace who God has called Call me to be, and I can sit with that. So I got it. So now I want to ask you a question real quick because you mentioned the three societies. I want to know. Give me a show of hands, and those of you that are that are that are watching online, click the hand if you're going to raise your hand to answer this question. Click it and put it in there. Is I want to know who has their kingdom citizenship. I don't know. Give me a show of hands if you have your kingdom citizenship. 
So can you describe what kingdom citizenship is for those who might be? You, you already did. Oh. I just want to I want to know because I'm going to break it down even further because like you said, there are three societies. We already know a lot. Everybody have the world citizenship. We already know a lot of people have the have the church citizenship. But who has the kingdom citizenship? God don't mind it, boy. I'm talking yeah. to myself. And one, right of the, one of the comments in the section says, "Are you going to believe God or your lying eyes?" Okay. And it says one must take on the belief, take on God's belief of us. Mm -hmm. Another one says one must take on the belief, take on God's belief of us. Okay, so with with those things being said, what citizenship do you have? Kingdom, the world, or the church? I mean, with those comments, or what would you ask? No, I'm asking. So, I know that I have kingdom citizenship. How do you know? Because I believe his word. Okay, but how do you know? Because he said that we're heirs to the throne. Okay. And I believe that. I trust that in every fiber of my being. Okay, and you give me your daughter. She is, she is an heir to the throne, right? Yes. Okay. How do you know if you have kingdom citizenship? We were born with it. You sure? Positive. You positive. Okay. Anybody else? Anybody else want to take a stab at it? Well, it doesn't make sense how <laughs> we're born with it. Because I mean, like, when you're born, you don't really know what to believe, what's right and what's wrong. So I mean, you could be born with the kingdom citizenship, but then as life goes on, um, I don't want to say it could be taken. Only a grab I don't want to say it could be taken, but like something could change to where you forgot you had it. Okay, okay, I like that one. Y'all are all right, but I tell you, this, these, 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 these closer. So. <laughs> Kingdom citizenship. So basically, like this: Can you, right, when you fill out your application anywhere, they ask you one question: Are you a U.S. citizen? Right. Yes. So in that, are you what? I'm just saying we're finding out for the kingdom citizenship. Citizenship, it doesn't really matter where you live, right? No, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just stay with me, I'm finna bless you. <laughs> but when you fill out your application, it asks you, are you a US citizen? Right? So and you check the box, yes. What does that mean? That means that because you have citizenship, you come with rights. Right. How come we fail? To know, what our rights are. to know what our rights are, being in the being a citizenship of the kingdom of God. Because we probably don't fully understand the citizenship. But it's it's written for us. It's written. <laughs> it's written for all of us to know. That's just like a U.S. citizenship and understanding where you live and what state and the jurisdiction and knowing what your rights are. A lot of people don't know that. You're right. But I'm gonna put I'm gonna put it to you just like this. I know, I know these rights better than I know my, my own rights. That's why, what can man do to me? Because 
in my, come on here, Lord, you helping me. Because in my, in my own eye, when I look at myself in the mirror, I always say, what can man do to me? It cannot do nothing because guess what? I am an ambassador on this soul. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I move in kingdom. I got locked up on this soul. But I got locked up to free others. Come on here. Ain't nobody listening to me. So we got, but how can we step into our citizenship if one, we can't see ourselves how God sees us? One of the comments in the sec in the in the comment says, it's not taught to us in this country. But I think that it could be both. It's What's not, not taught to us. What's not taught? It's not taught to us. I guess the kingdom, the king, like the, our, our rights, our rights in the kingdom. So, so I think she was meaning in the U.S. as a country. But I also will take that, and she can, you know, clarify that. But it's also in both. But hold on, time out. The, everybody took American history, right? I remember when I was in school. I, I, hold on. I remember when I was in school. I had to. I had to take. The, I had to. I had a test on the Bill of Rights. I had a test on the Constitution. I had a test on all these amendments. I mean, half of my half of half of my rights I learned in school because when I went home I didn't know. But at the same time, I thank God for my mama dragging, drugging me, <laughs> drugging me to church, dragging me to church. But if I did not pay attention, I would still miss out on my kingdom citizenship rights. Well, what is a right that you have? A right that you have. Let's go to Deuteronomy 28. Go to Timothy 28. I think it's 13. <laughs> what happened? You got Everybody got They say it needs to be a Zoom call. Why did you have to leave that right there? What? <laughs> Talk about the kingdom citizenship. Well, I, I, I am. Go take me 28. Hold on. Let me go. I got to find the verse real quick. And the rights that we have. I'm going to name some. Okay, I'm going to name some. <laughs> because this just came out of, out of left field. Uh, oh, my God. Oh because, see, this, 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 this. Well, take me up the first one real quick. Go to Deuteronomy 28. And this is one thing that I've been trying to tell Everybody here that's at Raymond Worship Center is to do what? Is to what? Uh, let me, I'm just going to read it. And it shall come to pass that if thou hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on a, on a high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord. Blessed shall be the city, shall be in the city, and blessed shall I be in the field. So what is it saying right here? If you are obedient and hearken to the voice of the Lord, hear me. What do we have to do? We have to be obedient on this earth, right? So that we can't have our rights taken away. Right? So here we are. We're talking about having citizenship. In order to have citizenship, it's not saying you can't mess up. It's not saying you lose your rights if you mess up. That's not what it's saying. But if you are obedient, 
obedient, then you can fully stand in the rights that God has given you because of your citizenship. Are you with me? What does it say? Because if you are obedient, he says you're blessed in the city and in the field. Meaning what? Blessings follow you no matter where you go. But we cancel out our own blessings. Why? Because we look at what the citizenship of this world tells us. We take in what they tell us versus what God tells us. Are you with me? And then it says, blessed for, blessed shall be the fruit of your body and the fruit of thy ground. Of thy ground, meaning what? The place where God has put you, God says, blessed is the ground that you walk on because of your obedience in so the we, kingdom. So when you have citizenship uh -huh. from the kingdom, yeah. and they still throw dirt on you, okay. you still blessed? Oh, yes, you are. Ask me why. Because yet I am still obedient to what God has said. You're a citizen here on this earth. You're a citizen of the United States. And they still treat you like crap. Why? Because of the shadow of your skin. So what do you think the devil does every time, every time he gets a moment? Now let's take this thing back to Genesis 2. See, y'all making me jump. Oh, no, I got five minutes to stay getting good. <laughs> y'all got my wall. <laughs> Let's look at Genesis 2. From what, from what wife was saying earlier. Scroll down. Said the river without eating and came forth four heads. Scroll down for me. I got to find it real quick. Dun, 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 dun. Scroll down, Lord, take. We got a comment, Pastor. Go ahead. Okay, so what I was saying is when you were talking about beginning about our faith and patience, what happens is that as we people and people don't teach us how to have faith. I'm speaking from my own example. Nobody told me how to have faith. Okay. And when faith comes patience, nobody teaches you that. Okay. Now if you look at it like maybe a hundred or two hundred years ago, longer than that, people was teaching that. You know, it, it came down through generation through generation, then it stopped because everybody got busy with something else. So I'm speaking for myself. So right. you know, my faith, you know, I mean I, I believe I knew who God was, but I was never taught to like pray, to worship and and know, you know, any of that. Okay. Okay. Wow, and so I'm I'm gonna speak this up in a short time. <laughs> and so when you were talking about citizenship, if you look at our religion in this country and compare it to you say like the Middle East, their religion, they know their kingdom race. They know their kingdom citizenship. Because this was taught, their generation never stopped. It never taught, it never stopped teaching us. Okay. Here it stopped. Nobody teaches us that we're kingdom ready. Even the pastors that are older and that's older don't teach you your kingdom citizenship. So let me ask you this question. Did, did it get taught, but because of life circumstances, we did not adhere to it? Because I like this. everybody life circumstances is different right. and on how you approach it. So like for me, when I was going through stuff or things that went through, you know, in the black community, it's like you don't speak on it. Right. Okay. Spoken you you seen but not heard. Got you. Right. And got then you. also I gotta say, you it, it just you know, it, it, it's if you didn't have that strong Faithful, that strong um, mother or father that was deeply religious rooted, 
you're not gonna you're not gonna know. It, it, it's it's kind of, it's hard to you know. We all grew up different. You know, Max grew up in church. You grew up in church. You know, and I did. So it's different. Yeah. And um, <laughs> but it's also is on what people want. You always have decisions to make in your life as you get older. You're gonna and, right. And you can choose which way if you want to believe or not to believe. Uh huh. But so, you know. It's, but you have to but you have to you have to look at okay what is my foundation because listening from here from what you're saying is that my foundation wasn't strong because this is one thing is that it's one thing like like I teach my like I teach my kids you may not know fully of who you are but you may know but you should know what you will and what you won't do the basis of that would be your foundation of who you are. Meaning what? That's just something I'm not going to do. So I have the faith to stand in the truth of who I am. So even though I may not understand, just like how a lot of Americans walk around today, they may not truly understand their rights as a citizen of the U.S., but they stand in what they know they're not going to do. And it's true, though, but still, though, and especially, you know, being a black person, you didn't, you didn't know who you were. I mean, some you have people tell you who you were. You know, um, if, if nobody told you who you were, if nobody said, you know, you're a pretty young black girl, you will never know that you're a pretty young black girl or a pretty mid, you know, mid-aged woman. So, you never that somebody tell you. All right, check, I want you to check this out. I want you to check this out. Go to Genesis 3. Go to Genesis, everybody go to Genesis 3. When you're in Genesis 3 and 1. It says, and that now, I'm reading from the King James. It says, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, have God said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? He posed the question. Have you not heard what God said about you? Verse 2, and the woman said to, unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit. Of the trees with the nest of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. She spoke a word back, she spoke God's word back to the serpent that she was not physically there to hear. But she received it because she was a part of Adam. Hear this. No matter where you are, the enemy is going to always be in the midst. So you can go to plant a seed, but the enemy is there to steal your seed. So you can be taught what faith is, but because it did not have that time to sink in, it was snatched. And then you was given a facade. Well, what do you mean? Well, and the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. He just lied to her. She quoted what God said. Right. But we listen to the lie versus what God said. Right. Because why? We had allowed the enemy to snatch the seed when God gave us the word. Citizenship. 
He's been telling you, hey, you are a citizen of the kingdom. But then we allow the religious, because that's the one thing, when you when you ask me, and I don't care, you come for me all you want, I'm ready. Huh, as long as I got my partners with me, we ready. But here it is. Religion is a counterfeit of citizenship of the kingdom. Yes, it is. Yes. So how can I can teach you something? I can teach you something, but I have a religious spin on it. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm trying to tell you why, because I'm still caught up in what you can give me versus what I'm supposed to be giving you. You see what I'm saying? So then it comes to that time to where you have to do what? Now it comes to that time where you have to walk on your own. But when you walk on your own, understand that God has never left you. He's just watching you take the steps of faith in him. Oh, come on here, Jesus. But then he look at verse 4. It said, And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not die. Five. For God doeth know that in every day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open and be ye as gods, knowing good and evil. What, what did he just say? The serpent just said, the serpent just said, I'm giving you a false pretense of citizenship of the kingdom. Why? Saying that you can be as gods. You know something I just thought about that I don't think I've ever heard before, or that I never, I'm not going to say I never heard, but I never paid attention before. What's that? He's giving you good and evil. To see. Before, all you had was good. Exactly. But what do we behold yeah. the most? The evil. Why? Why do we behold the evil the most? Here we are. We're talking about a phase. We're in the New Testament. We're in the Old Testament. We're talking about a phase of when it was nobody but God speaking. Then we go to a phase where we actually had the opportunity to walk with God. Because he was fully man and fully God. Yes. Now we walk into, now we walk, now we are in the era where we walk with God. Why? Because it's in him that people see him. It's in you that people see him. But if you don't know your citizenship, if you don't know your citizenship, then how can how can they see God through you? See, I'm supposed to allow the enemy to snatch everything away from me. I'm supposed to. Why? Why is that? Because my citizenship is not in what man gave me, but it's in what God gives me. Because the thing is, don't you know that what God gives you only he can take away? It's because of citizenship. That is crazy. When you are obedient, citizenship. Say, look, I'm verse six. I'm going to get out of here. It says, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise. Stop right there. Look, she saw the glitz and the glamour. Yeah. Of the tree. Well, 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 listen to this. On Sunday morning, uh -huh. everybody wants to be a pastor's wife. Every lady. They do? Jesus. Oh, go ahead. Follow. Because they see what the, the glitz and the glamour. Uh -huh. And the glamour 
on Sunday morning. Uh -huh. But they don't want to go through the week. Right. Or what she has to go through praying for you. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, walking out her own boards. Right, right. <laughs> but, but look at this, though. Oh, uh, 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 it's in Ezekiel. I, 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 I'm going to run out of time. But why was Satan kicked out of heaven? Why was Lucifer kicked out of heaven? Because he thought he was more important than God. But how? How did he get there? It was by the glitz and the glamour. Yeah, and that's when he sold her. And that's when he sold her. She thought she was getting more when he said good <laughs> and evil and not realizing she didn't need evil. And Cause she was already it was good. all good. It was all good. I'm an evil. I ain't never even thought. Lord, look at there. Ah. Cause it was all good. So, well, this is the thing. God is trying to tell us today. It's all good. It's all good. Why? Because this is a thing, and people don't. A lot of people understand this thing. When you look at Romans eight twenty eight, it says, "For we know that all things do what work together for what for the good to who." To them that what? You got to have citizenship for all of it to work together. Do you understand? Do you do you do you hear? Look, because we're saying what? We are now looking at the glitz and the glam. Why? Because what God has already said is all good. So it doesn't matter if you throw dirt in my face. Charlie Caesar wrote a song back in the day about when the cow fell in the fell in the in the well. They threw dirt on him. He shook it off and packed it under his feet. Why is that? Because if you continue to bow more and put the dirt under your feet, God will lift you up. What did, what did James say? When the enemy came in like a flood, what did he do? God lifted a standard against it. Why? Because he has citizenship. ambassador. So we have to know that we are, and we have kingdom citizenship in order to be able to work our gifts. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So do not fall victim to the glitz and the glam because that's what happened with Satan and he used his own trick to trick Eve and then to trick Adam. So don't allow it. To do you that same way. Amen. We got we don't win. I don't win 10 minutes on.